This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, save the milk tower. Brian's sourdough breasts. I'm Patrick from France. Blah, blah, blah. Really, really. She flashed the sheriff, but she did not flash the deputy. Freakish, flaky fart gas flow. How much is a giant penny worth? Stand relatively close to me. Pueblo isn't known for naked hippies. Y'all want crotch dog? 5G causes gay frogs to get the coronavirus. Duh. I'd like to eat. Friction for friction's sake. We are done with the naked lady. Let's glitter up this poop. Cans of mercury starting a residency at the Flamingo soon. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The geek people do nothing but lie around and take it easy. Their muscles are getting soft. Penis pickles. The Morning Stream. Better than a straw tart blueberry pop torch. Guten Morgen, everybody, and welcome back to the morning stream for Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. How are Brian. you? Bye, 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 bye. I'm good, man. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm good. I'm okay. I'm uh, a little tired. Didn't sleep great. I don't know why. Just last night was a dumb sleeper. And uh, we'll see if that has any effect on my day. Busy day, so I can't be too tired. Yeah. But yeah. if I need a dog nap in the afternoon with the dog, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll take it where there I can get go. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. there's no right now. There's no rules. It's 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 the purge, man. No rules. It is. It is it's the next, purge. Uh... <laughs> Do you ever watch those For movies? Like by the way, sixteen days. I've never seen any of the purge movies. I've only seen the second one. Never saw the first or the. I did it. Uh, I did it film sack style and started with yeah. the second one. Uh, and it was kind of enjoyable. I liked it. You know that uh, right. crossbones guy who's in. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier is, uh, for a hot minute. That's right, Winter Soldier. That's right. Yeah. That's his name. Gre- Gre- Greek, not Greco. He's got a cool name. Anyway, that actor's in it, and he's on the run. He's a cop, and he's on the run from all the stuff during the purge. And and I liked it. It was fun. It was dumb and fun. And uh, probably should have saved it for Film Sack, if I'm honest, because you know. That's... Well, there's all the other ones that we can watch for Film Sack. J.C. Calhoun says the second one is the best. So maybe I just need to wait mm. until. We watch it for film sack before I watch any of them. Yeah, and I do. I would do two again. I liked it enough to watch it again. I well, but why? Why not do one of the ones you haven't seen, right? Well, we could do that, or we start at one. I mean, I know we talked. We still. I still think we should do this. We should do those final destinations all in a row. Uh, I know we tried to put some space between them, but I, I have no problem getting back to those sooner than later. Those mm-hmm. are great, man. Stuff happens. The world's against you. You missed death by an inch. So now the world wants to get you. That's what those movies are about. So watch for that on Film Sack coming up sometime in, <laughs> sometime in our lifetime. Uh, yeah. Hey, so uh, you know our gas thing, uh, you know our, our furnace thing went down again, yeah. went out again. After all that, two parts later, still went out, and we thought, oh no, what is this about? So Steve came out here with a Sam Fisher style like splinter cell 
under the door oh. camera. You know those cool cameras on? Yeah, the yeah, cord? yeah, like the little, uh, like almost like an endo endosco, endos, endos, endoscopy, 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 scopy, yeah. bum scope, endo, bum scope it camera. Is, yeah, it really? is like that, and it's like they use it for some work thing he does. But um, in this case, he he ran it through the gas line to see if he could see, you know, some blockage or some kind of weirdness in there. It turned out to be nothing uh, in there that was causing it. So we still don't know exactly what's causing it. But all of this happened. It seems like it's a it's a flow a gas flow thing. Like it's not coming in at the rate it's supposed to come in. Even though the stove mm-hmm. gas works fine, but the mm-hmm. the uh, the the what do you call it fireplace that does this stuff and then oh, this thing right. down here they both are like intermittent. Oh come on, come off, come on, come off. So we think there's something with the line, and it's all been since the quake. So I have a theory. I don't know if anyone shares it, but I have a theory that the quake tweaked something. And oh God. Yeah. And so we're, I think we just, I hate to do it during a weird time like this, but it seems like the kind of thing I should probably call the gas company and get some poor essential worker out here to look at it. Well, um, I mean, they're, you know, they're working too. Yeah. Uh, no, they are. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just hate, hate, you hate to do it during a time like this, but I may end up having to. Uh, yeah. Steve wants to keep an eye on it and see if it does it again because he did some something yesterday. We cleared out some dust and stuff. We'll see if that worked. But man, freaking earthquake yeah. and furnace. Although it's getting warmer, it's, so it's not so bad. You know, it's not less like we're dying. Or less crucial, but still, no, it seems like a good time. You don't want to you don't want to deal with this in November, right? You know, so it's like all right, get it, get them out here. Who knows? They might not be dealing with a lot of stuff right now. Anyway, it might be good, yeah, to uh, to deal with, but. You're not smelling gas in weird parts of the house. No, no. Well, really in any part of the house, I guess. No. Not just weird parts, but... Not even yeah. one, Not even once since all this happened have we had any kind okay. of thing. We've replaced the regulator. The chat asked about the regulator. We ch- replaced that. Everything has been either replaced or fixed, and it's mm. still doing this intermittent thing. And the hint to me is that the, the fireplace upstairs, which is a gas fireplace, which are kind of dumb, by the way. I don't know why. It's all for looks. It doesn't actually do anything. There's some heat, but come on. It's just. Come on. We, what are you talking about? We get a lot of heat out of our gas fireplace. I know, but it's not the same. I, when I was a kid, I grew up, I had fires, man. You put logs in there. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. You put a Duraflame on there and forget to open the and flu. People and- burn their houses down. And, <laughs> and, uh- I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, anyway, no, it's totally fine. It just always feels a little wimpy. But anyway. That yeah. thing it does this thing where it it's like have the crackling, you know, like there's there's aesthetics to a a log fire that that a gas fireplace will never ever uh, match. Yeah, and when I was a kid, no my my my, <laughs> my parents weren't very mindful of like bad air stuff. So mm-hmm. when we were kids and Christmas would roll around, we'd open presents in the living room, and when they were done, they would take those, you know, the mostly wrapping. plastic wrapping and just jam wow. it in the fireplace and burn them. <laughs> We did that all the time. So if you if you miss that, um, just go out and get a fire pit, you know, and then huddle around the fire pit in the uh, the spring and summer months, and sure. then uh, and the fall. Yeah, and burn and all my you get your burn my carcinogenic uh, waste. While I'm yeah, outside. save your save your wrapping paper for spring and throw it in the fire pit. Perfect. <laughs> that seems great, like a great idea. It wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't enlarge my carbon footprint at all i'm sure it'll be fine no not one bit no no but if you've got any spare monitors or sure old uh batteries those are good to throw in there yeah. and, i mean uh, i got cans of mercury i could just pour it in there <laughs> right exactly it'll be fine anyway yeah. so the what i was gonna say was so the way the fire works is it'll go it'll go click and start and then go mm-hmm. and then disappear and go mm-hmm. click, poof, and it'll just kind of intermittently come back as oh, if geez. the flow yeah. is way slowed down or it's got yeah. air in the line or something 
But the air in the line thing, which can happen if you don't use it very often, would go away after 10 minutes or so. This isn't going away. So thankfully, the stove is not affected. It just works. All the burners, all of them are, are fine. So I don't know what it is. I'm going to call them probably and see what to do because yeah. it's annoying. Sounds like, a, sounds like a good plan. It's, it's, a, it's unfortunate, but at least, again could be happening at a worse time of year mm -hmm. and um and they'll probably be glad for the you know like oh i got a job okay cool i can go out and do something yeah that's you true. know there's 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 benefits that's true stay six feet apart from each other though when they come out. please do yeah you know stay away from that guy you don't know how many when you come in contact with him it's like you're coming in contact with the last 10 houses that he's come in contact with that's right some people tip by licking you up the side of the face so you gotta watch out for that oh really Oh, yeah. Lick them right up the side of the face. Just, just like, ah, tongue, tongue from neck to ear. Just lick them How right do I get one of those jobs? Well. <laughs> Is that DoorDash? It's that not. That sounds like a DoorDash thing. It's frowned upon, but you can find work. It's out there. <laughs> um, okay. I got an email a message, quick message from TMS Mashups. Jamie, I would presume. Although, yes. the way this thing works, when people use this particular forum, you could be anybody. You could say you're whoever, and it's all. It could right, be fraudulent. Say, I'm, I'm uh, Patrick from France. Blah, blah, blah. Really, really. Yeah. You could say, I hate, I hate Paris. Paris is lame. Uh, I, <laughs> and I'd have to just believe you. Know, you. People wouldn't have had those ideas, by the way, if we wouldn't have just started giving them those ideas. Sure, sure. Uh, well, it says here. Uh, love the show, though, or originated from a tweet in 2011, he informs us. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an email. We said that the other day. It's not. It's I thought tweet. it was, too. Yeah, it was, a, so it was a tweet. It was a tweet. Bird goes tweet. Um, <laughs> that's probably what I played back then when we heard it. Probably. Yes. Uh, says the tweet was largely negative and critical, but ended with love the show, though, and the meme was born. Yeah, I, I remember that part. It was like a very critical sort of angry, not angry, but just sort of irritated tweet or message. And... Uh, but they, did he? Yeah. Did you edit out this message? Like I, I would have expected that uh, TMS mashups would have even given us a link to the original tweet. No, not not, not at all. In fact, you know what, Jamie? Now, now you know what you have to do. Go find the original tweet. See if it still yeah. exists. If that's on the internet, then everybody wins. Yeah, so go exactly. find it. Exactly. Love to love to find it. Uh, all right. And then, so we asked this question a while ago. I was irritated and still am a little bit about. Um, dairy farmers dumping raw yeah. milk because their big two customers which are mostly restaurant chains weren't buying as much as they usually do so they're just throwing it away and this is unpasteurized untreated you know just raw milk right out the teat you know uh mm -hmm. or recently from the teat and then they dump it down these drains and it's a really horrifying video actually because you just think about all that milk going to waste but anyway mm -hmm. i i didn't i don't understand it and didn't claim to and when i was looking for somebody who did so we heard from somebody we'll call him abra because that's the nickname that he had on Twitter. Okay. He is in the uh, milk distribution business. Or she. Uh, it's a he because the the avatar. Oh, yeah, the avatar. Oh, okay, gotcha. Guy. All right. I mean, it was a. I mean, I think it was a dude. Now that now you're saying that, now I have to wonder. You know what? Sorry. I will give it. I will assign no gender here. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, here's what he says, or she, or it, uh, the person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says, time is a big factor. Milk trailers have no cooling systems, just a lot of foam insulation. Think of a giant thermos on wheels. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. Just kind of an insulation. Okay. Uh, by FDA rules that we do have to follow, one milk reaches a certain or when milk re reaches a certain temperature, it can't be used for drinking and has to go to cheese plants like the one we use here in New Mexico. They also do meth in the basement. 
<laughs> We're not supposed to know about that. Oh, shoot. Okay. It's behind the... very big oil drums full of cash in the desert. Yeah. It's behind that giant uh, industrial dryer, <laughs> just so everyone knows. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. It says, blah, blah, blah. it says, even if there was a bottleneck, with schools and restaurants being closed, it has kicked the food industry in the gut. Our cheese processing plants are saying that they have a hard time getting new orders out and have customers upset because they can't return to the distribution center. Uh, what you see being dumped is raw, unpasteurized milk uh, most of the time right at the dairy. The farmers, uh, sorry, the farmers my company collects for are none too happy about the whole matter since the dairy co-op they belong to pays them about 80% of what they would normally get for it. It's a matter of time and finding somewhere to get it to, uh, get it to donate. I asked about this in a meeting a few weeks ago myself. It says, now there's a big push on what to do with the milk. A majority of it is shipped to calf farms and to animal hospitals for their use there. That makes sense, feeding mm-hmm. calves and baby animals and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the su- uh, supply far outweighs the demand. We do take extra loads to places like High- uh, Highland Dairy in Arkansas. While grocery retail and distribution is running at full tilt, we bottleneck again. Uh, with the lines dedicated for restaurants and schools. Uh, so you, even though there are they are chugging along transportation, perishable goods has a certain time period where they can get or where they can get to the end user. The theory of controlling market share isn't that great because frankly the co-ops like dairy farmers in America, sorry, in America, of America, my company's customer are losing money on this. The sad truth is at the going rate some farmers have to uh, cull their herds, meaning, you know, put some cattle down. And hope this, uh, or sorry, I hope this helped out and need uh, and helped clarify. Please let me know. Yeah, uh, it did. It made a lot of sense. And also, yeah. it made sense to me. Somebody else wrote in and said, "Look, all of that milk is untreated. It has to be treated. Pasteurization has to happen. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, then what? If the demand's mm-hmm. not there, right. you're just stuck right. with milk that will now go bad. And now you're or paying expire. to have it pasteurized, which is even more of an expense. Right." And it's going to go so bad. better just to, yeah. It's right. going to expire. And when it expires, nobody wants it. And then you may as well throw it out again. And now you spend all the money in the in, in between. Like, actually, I think I get it now. Um, mm-hmm. It sucks, though. Man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's maybe just the nature of that particular business, that particular process. But what a, what a bummer that there's not a, I don't know what the plan would even be, a contingency plan to just save that. Save that milk. Save the milk. Yeah. Save, save the milk tower. Save the milk. <laughs> what's that from i don't know <laughs> it just was it was based on save the clock tower the way you said it sounded so maybe that's why it's so familiar <laughs> it sounded for anybody who listens to howard stern it kind of sounded like underdog but again that's a save the milk that's a deep cut save the milk <laughs> <laughs> is it bad that the only part of howard stern stuff i ever really see is when he's interviewing that little um beetlejuice guy the little tiny oh, guy yeah. yeah it is it is unfortunate you need to um you need to check out some of his interviews okay Maybe I will. it's not all it's not all so when you do a naked scene what's it like when you get really excited by the person that you're doing the naked scene with it's yeah. you know there's some good some good content in his interviews and then there's two-thirds of the show which is him ragging on gary delabate for eating while he's on the microphone or something it's oh like, yeah right, just get skip and let me find an interview feels like gary eats on purpose maybe i probably does i think they kind of all do a lot of that stuff on purpose just to create friction for the show that's my thinking friction for the friction Mm -hmm. sake Mm -hmm. or uh, friction for friction's sake is what i meant to say i came out wrong hey uh well there you go there's our update on both milk and 
I love the or love the show though. Two things. I love the show. I love the milk though. Two things that we're all dying to hear. I'm sure, as uh, listeners are wanting. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's do this now. I don't watch the news. It's time for the news, brought to you by. With all of us being indoor kids for the time being, it can be tough to find something to do with the kids. So, what better than reading together? Have you ever wondered what our pets do when we're not around? One little boy might just have the answer. What Does My Dog Jack Do at Night? A new title from author Adam Mock brings to life the dreams of a child and his ideas of what goes on when we're not watching. Jack may seem like a normal dog, but he might just have a few tricks up his collar. With adorable illustrations by Segundo Garcia, Jack is sure to bring a smile while forgetting our troubles for a while. Great for ages three and up, this terrific book can be found at barnesandnoble.com. That's What Does My Dog Jack Do at Night by author Adam Mock. <laughs> I kind of went back into the, I want to close out with a, you re- uh, Yeah, yeah like you do with the music. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, this is a smart, it's a smart, healthy way to live, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's, you know, it's part of my clean living regimen. Yeah. Which we all need, especially in times like these. <laughs> End times. End times. All right. Hey, Colorado woman in the news. Thank goodness. Oh, yay. Been a while. Colorado Brian's hometown. Let's do this. A Colorado woman walked into a New Orleans airport fully nude. She was nude. And she was arrested after she refused to leave. The woman arrived at Louis Armstrong International Airport. What a wonderful. Oh, did I say Louis? I meant Louis. I meant Louis. I knew it was Louis. You know, I just read it fast. Louis Armstrong. That's all they play at that airport. That's all you That's get. it, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Just have to listen to that guy all day. <laughs> um anyway, so let's see here. She arrived in the Louis Armstrong airport uh while wearing a not a stitch of clothing. Was later arrested when she refused to leave the facility, according to Jefferson Parish sheriff's office all these names are also familiar used to hang around there um mariel vergara 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 from uh from family uh, who knows if she's related to sophia vergara yeah good thing of her name (laughs) they Um, might not have complained if (laughs) she like sophia vergara is like uh you mean you get uh you could just go right through this side door of tsa no no sense in making you go through you don't have to wait that long. yeah you'll be fine She's from Pueblo, Colorado. Are there a lot of naked hippies there? Is that where uh, they hang out in Pueblo? I mean, no more so than anywhere else. Okay. Uh, All right. So it's not like a. There's no. There's no reason. It's not like to... Pueblo. Pueblo is not known for naked hippies. Naked airport hippies. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I, maybe they will be now because uh, she walked in there completely nude. It says, mm. not even a pair of shoes on. She walked into the mm. airport, and made her way to the Spirit Airlines ticket counter on oh, Friday night. Sense. Uh, <laughs> spirit known for their uh, just you know well if you if you're if you're arriving at the airport naked you're probably not going to the United counter ah gotcha <laughs> oh that, just hearing United makes me hate them more I hate United so much hate them oh, really? hate them never had a good experience with United Air- Airlines ever in fact I had multiple terrible experiences they're good United if Airlines. you are corporate and can afford all their their crap right if you're paying for it yourself united yeah. is definitely not the way to go yeah if you're doing it yourself go delta man 
I like Delta. Delta. Go south. I like Southwest. I'm a Southwest. Uh, Southwest is pretty good. Ever since they got rid of the cattle car style seating where you had to face each other with your knees locked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever flew on one of those, but damn. You never flew on one of those. We did. It was awful. It that was would be awful. weird. That's so weird. Yeah. You had to, because I'm a tall guy. Guy across me, some dude I don't know, also tall, some Idaho guy with a cowboy hat on. He had his knees crisscrossed with mine. We were basically, mm-hmm. our legs were touching and sandwiched together. Oh, no. Yeah. That's some social did it make distancing. You, did it make you gay, Scott? It did. I'm gay now. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> I'm a gay cowboy now, in fact. <laughs> and I can't stop That's eating potatoes. That's going to the mashup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel like I set myself up for that one. <laughs> teed it, teed it right up. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? Oh. Uh, uh, she was nude. She was nude. Um, <laughs> deputy dispatch to the scene noted that she had already put on a dress by the time he arrived. Uh, where'd she get that? She's taking somebody's dress. That's weird, right? Hmm. Like if she went in there with nothing, where'd he get a dress? Deputy dispatch noted that she had already put on a dress by the time he arrived. Oh, okay. So, so she went up to the Spirit Airlines counter, like, "Oh, you're nude. You don't have any forms of ID right now. Go away." And she's like, "Oh, I'll go to dress out of my bag." Oh, maybe she had and a so bag. So she goes and puts a dress on. Yeah. And um, uh, and then the the deputy arrived. Because in my mind, she if by saying that she came in totally nude, it means she had nothing with her, but maybe she had a bag with her. I don't she know. probably had a bag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she says she was. <laughs> Did anyone ask you to put put anything in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> Has your bag been with you the whole time, man? <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Airline officials. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, she was. It says she was still violating public decency laws because she had on no underwear, and she uh, the dress was too short to cover her genitals. Her genitals were showing. Her genitalia. Her genitals. Like, she's like, hold on, let me grab something out of my bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was presenting. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Isn't that what dogs do? Where's, dogs? Richard, where's Richard Attenborough when you need? Yeah, you that's need a, the animals. The animals do that. They, yeah, they present. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I hate the word genitals so bad. Just saying genitals yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, she told her she would not be able to travel due to her attire or lack thereof. She was asked to leave the airport. She refused. She ignored deputies' orders to leave the airport and uh, scuffled with them as she was taken into custody. And they accidentally handcuffed her genitals. <laughs> Just kidding. That didn't happen. I made that part up. Anyway, hey, put some clothes on. Go to the airport clothed. I don't yeah, think that's you know, a lot and, to ask. And, uh, Not a big deal. Uh, you know, carry on, check bag, and mm-hmm. uh, clothes, and be dressed. Yeah, that's all. Those are three things. Drugs are and form two forms of ID. That's right. Drugs are a powerful, powerful drug, as they say. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, Colorado woman notwithstanding, we have a story now about a student driver. I, I've tried to. I tried to insert a couple stories here that were un. Yeah, because I mean, even thinking about the date on that one, that would have been April third. So I mean, stuff was going on at that point, oh, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. she. Yeah. yeah, we've been we've been at this since early March. Well, March yeah. what eighth or something ninth? Yeah, whatever it was. Or at least we have. I don't know about the rest of the world. Um, I was oh, I was getting all this heat today on Twitter. Can I tell you what I did? Let me tell you yeah. what I did. Oh yeah, what'd you do? Did you uh, show up nude to the airport, Scott? <laughs> well. That's you. That, yes. Okay. You found me yeah. out. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, here's what I did. I was tweeting. It was late last night, but I tweeted about this um, uh, prominent reverend guy who runs a church in Virginia. And uh, 
he was one of these guys that were like, the Lord will save us. Don't worry. The pandemic will never blah, blah, blah. keep coming to church. And, you know, just very irresponsibly telling his flock to be at church sure. during a time when they should not be in that kind of proximity. Anyway, he ended up catching and dying from the virus. And I made the point. It's it, that, That's an easy thing to throw shade on and just rip on and, make, you know, sure, whatever. Sure. Um, I had made the point just how kind of sad it made me feel because... Uh, he was wrong to do it. It was the wrong call. And he probably thought it was the right call. In his heart of hearts, he probably thought this was what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. was the kind of faith he thought he had. Um, but I feel sad for that particular loss because it's made even worse. His family, his family, his children, his you know, people around him, people who cared about him, including people who would have been at that church, they've lost this person Need so needlessly. It's such a needless right. waste. Like you right. should have stayed away and should have done better. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. And I'm getting and people are mad at me because I they because I shouldn't be sad. I should just be You were showing compassion and they're mad at you. Like yeah. you would have had just as much, if not the same amount of anger if you would have said, Ah, serves him right. Oh, I would have yeah. gotten yeah, and that's the other thing. If I'd have gone all the down the serves him right path, which is not healthy for me generally no, to do not that. At all. Yeah. Um, I would have gotten you know, people would have been mad about that. And rightly so, they should be mad at me for that. I don't think that's a cool thing to do right now. Like no, definitely I understand not. you can be critical of, of the it was definitely a mistake. I fully agree. He put everybody at risk, put himself at risk, ended up dying because mm-hmm. of it. It wasn't worth it. None of it was worth it. But no, it doesn't no. change the fact that there are a lot of miserable people in his immediate circle, and I feel bad for him. I just feel bad for those people. It, no. uh, um, well, actually, yeah, and Icor points out, not needless. Now he's an example to others who might put faith before science as well. Um, so it's a well, it might be the other way though. It might be people going, "We don't want that to happen. Maybe we'll put science before faith." Do you know what I mean? That's what I. That's what I just said. No, I thought you said faith before science. No, if I said that, that's not what I meant. I meant uh, uh, now put, I gotta you know, know. People look at it and say, "Okay, man, now I'll put science before faith." This is why I check these things. It turns out yes. I am insane. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I am insane. Now, people at home listening, you wonder why there was a little blip there. I had to go back and make sure I wasn't nuts. <laughs> turns out it was a little a little of A and B. All right. Um, yes, that's right. Let's see. Okay, naked lady, we're done with her. She's done. We're done with the naked lady, yeah. But we're like, not. Uh, <laughs> oh, my whole point Windows was. Seat. My whole point was we're not doing pandemic stories for once, and it's nice. It's kind of nice. Oh yeah. You know, because that's all that's out there, and once in a while something there, will squeak in. So there is uh, something you know we we watched 2012 for film sec this last week, mm. and uh, there's not a lot you can really learn from that movie. You can't really learn how to drive a Winnebago, you know, and avoid meteors. You can't. You can't learn how to how to jump a uh, crevasse in a stretch limousine. Right. But there's one thing that the great John Cusack said, something to the effect of when we put ourselves before society, we lose a little bit of our humanity. There you go. It's good words to live by. And it's great words to live by. It's such a great thing to think about now with everything going on. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go out and group together in a park and play Frisbee golf. I'm not going to, you know, go running without a mask on. Yes. I may have it. I don't know it, and I don't want to spread it if I have it. And, he also told. He also taught us two other things. One, <laughs> what's that? the best way to serenade your girlfriend is with a boombox over your head, for sure. Yeah, outside the window, while we were wearing a overcoat with rolled up sleeves for some reason. What a dumb. Mm-hmm. What a what a dumb look that was. Okay. Anyway, there's that. It's iconic now, but it was a dumb look. Anyway, 
And then the other thing he taught us is that you can you can kill a hitman with a ballpoint pen. It's true. Yeah. And sometimes it's just better to pay the two dollars. Sometimes. Sometimes. And mm-hmm. and a reminder that the Doom arcade game existed. Because I don't know if anyone notices oh, this. Oh, from Live and Let Die, the the convenience store. That's what the guy was playing. When, yeah, uh, he was playing the Doom arcade machine, which I really existed. Don't remember that? It yeah. existed in very limited uh, production. You could get a Doom arcade machine in some arcades. I think it's one of those one-up machines. <laughs> those arcade one-up machines. <laughs> oh man, I love that movie so much. I just want to watch it right now. I'd love it so much. All right. Anyway, okay, here's what here's a good one. A student driver runs a stop sign, fails roadside sobriety test during his lesson. <laughs> that worked out. Fantastic. Great. Yep. That's a good time to go to class. I'm a little hammered, but let's try and get this uh, knock out this this elective class. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me get my driver's license while I'm literally drunk. A student yeah. is an instructor or and his instructor had a rather unexpected end to a driving session. After a driver ran a stop sign and then stopped, they, he couldn't pass the test. Uh, Mounties in Coco, hold on, okay. Coquitlam, Coquitlam, sure, Coquitlam, I think, British yeah. Columbia. I don't know, you Canadians, you want to help me out there? Is it Coquitlam? Said they pulled over a driver's ed vehicle on uh, the afternoon of February second. After the oh, this is old, or. It was posted as new. But anyway, car went through a stop sign at the Mary Hill Bypass. 44-year-old male driver uh, also failed a roadside sobriety test issued by a traffic enforcement officer. Wait. So wait. 44-year-old. Okay. So this isn't a, you know, we both assume teenage driver, right? We both assume like. Well, he's the driver. Oh, right, 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 right. Let's see. You're right. Uh, it's traffic says. Yeah. Yeah. It was a 44 year old guy going for his driver's license. Oh, that's totally so different than I thought it was. Uh huh. I thought it was a student, like some idiot student, like a kid. Well, he's a student. He's an idiot student. He's just uh, not a high school student. <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, uh, okay. I'm trying to think of the scenarios where you'd need to get a driver's license at 44. It's because you lost yours and had to redo it, right? Yeah. Or right. Or you just never got one. Or you never got like, one. Uh, yeah, never never lived in an area where he needed to have a driver's license. Uh, apparently, Coquitlam, BC, uh, is uh, you know rural enough that it's like uh, I drive the combine if I need to get something. This article's a good lousy headline though because they don't they bury the lead. Student driver runs stop sign, fails roadside sobriety test during his lesson. I think that's the lead. I think. Yeah, but the, it's the implication—no matter who, how the age, how how old the person. Oh, is. Oh, I agree, but the indication there is: if you saw that sight unseen, you'd go, "Oh, that's some kid in high school." Right. Right. You'd think that. I totally would. did because I did think that until we got to sentence four. So did I, and I posted. I put this thing. I pasted this up there last <laughs> night. I, I've already had a cursory read of this. Apparently, not long long <laughs> enough of one. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. just the way my day's going. Let's move on to this one then. Uh, <laughs> this is sad. He all, he lived though before. Okay, before I tell you the story, the guy lived. I want to get okay. that out early because I don't. I like talking about death on the show unless it's mm-hmm. super Darwinism stuff. Because man, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I sure. know the stormtrooper behind me's got his crotch right in my head. It's very inappropriate. I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> I'm gonna fix it later. All right, I'm gonna fix it. Fix okay. it in post. Uh, whoops, I just killed the article. How did I do that? There we go. I fixed it. Okay, fix it again. Everything I've fixed. All right, here it is. Uh, uh, okay. 64-year-old manager at a French defense manufacturer had no experience flying a fighter jet, nor he had expressed any desire to, but his colleagues surprised him with a gift 
Think of it this way, Brian. You're having a birthday, and everybody yeah. comes to you and goes, hey, Brian, how would you like to be a passenger in a military jet flight? What? Oh, my gosh. Woo. Yeah, just stick you in there. You know, you might puke or whatever. You don't know, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, sure. Would you do that, by the way, if someone offered you a chance to be in one of those things? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Really? It's just too yeah, much. I can't see why I wouldn't. Um, I just maybe don't... maybe less excited after the story, but... Uh... <laughs> but what if... But Okay, but what if they told you they were going to go full Blue Angel on you and they were going to like do all the loops and the hard Fantastic. hits and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't... And, you know, I've done roller coasters with loops and stuff like that. I feel like I'd be okay. Oh, you'd be I, pushing so many There G's. are barf bags. I don't, you know, I'll barf if I have to. You can barf if you have to. There's a bag in the back of the seat. <laughs> you can grab that bag That's and barf okay. inside it, and then you can go and eat. Yeah, that'll totally work. <laughs> there you go. That'll I'll totally work. Uh, why, does he begin, why does why does he begin every line with a say? A say you can burn it. A say we can dance. We can dance. I just picture Foghorn Leghorn doing it now. I say. I say. I say. All right. Where the hell was I? All right. So this guy he gets into this plane, and yeah. he said, "Sure, that sounds cool." They had to even get special ministerial approval because uh, he didn't want to be rude. And he didn't want to say what? no. Anyway, he was terrified. He was scared. He was nervous. But oh, he, the defense minister. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. He had to. Yeah, to get he didn't permission. Want to be rude? That's kind of weird. Well, he's just, you know he's a he's a polite French man, I guess. Okay. All right. Oh, really, really want to do this? Oh. It says here the gift was sprung on him that very morning, so he just had hours to mentally prepare himself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Doctor performed a medical examination, which should have taken <laughs> but place. But I've just eaten this huge breakfast full of uh, <laughs> eggs and sausage. Oh my gosh. That would be so bad. <laughs> it's like that scene where in uh, um, Band of Brothers where Ross Geller, uh, I can't think of his actor name. What's the name? Who, who played Ross on Friends? Uh, he's, uh, um, D- John or Bill Frank. What's his name? Uh, I, can't, I can't think of his name. Schwimmer, David Schwimmer. Matthew Perry. David Schwimmer. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, David Schwimmer. Thank yeah, you. So David, David Schwimmer. Is is a is a kind of an a hole sergeant in that in that miniseries, and mm-hmm. he um, he's trying to the the people his men don't like him, and so he throws a giant spaghetti dinner for them because he <laughs> the, the idea you think is that they're all gonna love him now, and they binge right. just gorge themselves on spaghetti, and then right in the middle of the toward the end of the dinner he comes in there and goes all right everybody up we're going to go and run freaking 30 miles or whatever it is <laughs> they're carbo loading yeah oh man yeah. and they are so carbo unloaded uh, unloaded as yeah oh gosh yeah it was really bad it's a very brutal scene i still scene. need to see uh, band of brothers i hear so many good things about it's it it's very good holds Great up cast. yeah it's very good i also like the pacific some people didn't like it as much mm-hmm. similar is you know it's another tom hanks spielberg produced thing and all that mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. it was great i really mm-hmm. like the pacific it's also the greatest Maybe one of the top three greatest TV intro music pieces really? ever, ever made. Wow. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Just gives me, my, my soul swells when I hear it. Okay. What was the Pacific on? Band of Brothers uh, HBO, I know. But they were, they're uh, both HBO. Both of those were. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can get them both on there. Cool. Uh, okay. Where was I? Oh, yeah. We're talking so, about uh, surprise flight fighter jet. Yep, they had a they had a they had a on the spot doctor's thing, which you should have had before. You have to do it before you can do this. So they did it right then. Uh, okay. He got in. 
he was nervous though. They gave him all the instructions, but he was like, "Okay, all right, all right, whatever." His heart was racing as he entered the wow. cockpit. His smartwatch recorded it beating at 136 to 142 uh, beats per minute. He was so nervous he didn't properly check his safety equipment. And then soon enough, as they were taking off, piloted by French veteran military pilot with more than 2,000 hours of flight time experience, uh, he leveled off. The plane was subjected to negative gravitational uh, load, uh, which can create the feeling of being upside down. The passenger reached for something to hold on to, but grabbed the ejector handle and ejected himself. (laughs) He ejected himself. But he's fine. That thing has like an automatic parachute deal, right? So it it ejects you and then a few seconds later pops the parachute. So he lived. He lived. Good Lord. 64 years old, though. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he did all right. He'll never forget that. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the birthday gift. Um, next time, you know, an Amazon <laughs> gift card would be just fine. Yeah. My, my iTunes account's empty. Could you just get me one of those? And <laughs> Exactly. Let me get some apps. Can yeah, I get some apps? I'd like to get some apps, please. All right. Final story here. Okay. Have you heard these stupid conspiracy theories that yes. 5g yes. cell towers cause the coronavirus have you heard this yeah and i saw the proof like uh no because <laughs> south korea doesn't have any 5g technology and or ha- has a lot of 5g technology but they don't have as you know bad uh situation as we do here and even, even if you had to go that far the, the idea that like that radio signals right exactly could yes. carry a respiratory virus right all right. Like it boggles my. I don't have a problem throwing shade on those people. All right. No. I, I, no, I feel no sadness for them. Yeah. If you that's believe a, that's that, a quick Google search, and it's pretty much you freaking bunked as soon as you look ke- it up. chemtrail wackadoos think that COVID five G is a thing. Oh. Anyway. Oh. So and some, it's turn the frogs gay. Yeah. See, this is the problem. Now you got to make. Now I have to play it. Hold on. I like to eat. Wait. He says he likes to eat. All right. Uh, anyway, so here's the deal. Some celebrities shared some of these rumors, shared some of these stupid conspiracies. And they think yeah. that contributed to a bunch of... Woody nut- Harrelson was one of them. I know. What the frick? <laughs> it's like he was still playing Charlie from 2012. Like, what is he doing? I hmm. White yeah, men Woody, can't jump on. and they can't make sense either. Woody. Uh, Woody. What, yeah, what are you doing there, Woody? Um, anyway, so... Some some nut jobs as a result burned down some cell towers because they're being heroes, man. We're gonna stop the coronavirus. I'm gonna burn down these cell towers. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, wireless technology has enjoyed a long history of fears based on vague accusations that it, it causes health issues and claims that some people are electrosensitive, uh, aka Better Call Saul's brother. What's his name? Uh, anyway, oh, those fears Michael have been uh, yeah. Michael, oh, he was so good in that show. I mean, he still is in the little flashbacky things they're doing this season. Oh, whoops. I I may have just spoiled the major thing. I I didn't mean to. They have a flashback. It's not a big deal. Well, it kind of is. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but oh, I see. It is. If you're having flashbacks about a guy who's (laughs) not there anymore. You have flashbacks all the time in shows. That's all we need to say. uh, All right. Fair enough. (laughs) I think I went on to make it worse is what I did. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, these fears have been based mainly on a handful of ambiguous studies and suggest hints of possible links between cell phone use and cancer, but most of these studies have been had significant issues and plenty of other studies show no correlation at all. All right. Nevertheless, the gradual arrival of the next generation of wireless technology, a.k.a. 5G, has reignited health fears in some circles, and while arguments against 5G have been circulated for months, they seem to have found a new focus during the pandemic. Because of these rumors, people think the towers are causing people 
to catch the virus. I mean, I know it's making me sterile, but it's certainly not causing coronavirus. Mm, no. I mean, it might be giving you a gentle buzzing it's, sensation. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's giving me breasts, but I don't think that it's causing <laughs> coronavirus, Scott. I... Yeah, no, it's not all the bread I'm eating. It's this phone of mine. Right, it's all the freaking sourdough carbs I'm consuming. Yeah. Good Lord. That's why I have breasts now. Um, it says here, let's see, I'm trying to find some of the names. They, oh, they don't name them here. Let me grab this link here. Yeah, here we go. We got Woody Harrelson, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they call him Cheers and Zombieland star. <laughs> sure, good. Why not? Um, Why shared, not? he, uh, concealed that he had fully vetted on Instagram, or let's see, he hadn't fully vetted on Instagram linking a uh, novel coronavirus outbreak to the installation of 5G networks in Wuhan, China, the same day Harrelson also posted a video last year in the Hong Kong protests with the erroneous caption, Meanwhile, the Chinese are bringing 5G antennas down. What's going Woody, come on, Woody. 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 Come on now. I like you, Woody. But geez. Mm-hmm. Also, MIA, the singer, MIA, remember her? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She had a she did a brief stint on the Super Bowl that one time. She did. Uh, her paranoia bakes uh, paper go, planes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. She goes. It goes back last year for her. Uh, she said she stoked some fears in March as well. She says, "quote I don't think 5G gives you COVID 19. I think it can confuse or slow the body down in the healing process as the body is learning to cope with new signal wavelengths and frequencies at the same time as COVID 19." No, you're no, saying it just gives same. you a faster Netflix while you're sitting there recovering from COVID-19. <laughs> That's what it does. That's the only connection. Uh, it makes that Tiger King show go a little faster and higher resolution. That's it. Yeah. Do you have any family or extended family who won't use microwaves? Because I do. That's a thing. No, no, I yeah. don't. Not to, not to my knowledge. I have a friend or I have, a, I have an extended family. I'm not going to mention names who mm-hmm. refuses to ever use or have or be anywhere near a microwave. So... I think that's kind of weird. I've been around in my whole life. It's been fine. That's kooky. Yeah. So uh, everything just heat up on stove. Heat up on stove, and then you go. Uh, y'all want to just put it in your armpit and heat it up after a day or so? <laughs> y'all want to? Well, hot dog! I got I got three of them cooking right now in my yeah, pit. I got one in this pit, one in this pit, and a third one down in my crotch. Y'all want a crotch dog? Crotch dog. <laughs> kosher uh <laughs> all right i don't know i mean oh do they still mess with pacemakers ass knots is that a thing i don't know microwaves mess with pacemakers the people i'm talking about do not have pacemakers i know that i feel like that's something that um older microwaves do have an effect on but i think that they've refined the technology to uh, uh to not do that as much these days i think I, I could totally be wrong but i thought i remember reading something about that yeah there's something familiar to me as well uh, i'll tell you what is familiar to me the beautiful sounds of a midday song or a mid uh, show song yeah. which we're now going to play brian's going to play it brian play it play it sure dude named uh, jake webb uh is a producer and multi-instrumentalist um that uh, goes by the name performs under the name methyl ethyl mm. and Jeez. uh very cool 80s vibe to this that you're just gonna love um he, he's got a new album coming out called Hurts to Laugh, uh, and this is a song from it. It's an EP, five-song EP. Totally worth checking out. We're going to give you a little taste of it right now. How about the song, whoops, Honest, 
Here's the song Honest by Methyl Ethel.
guys. Let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. The curse of the white man from town! Even if you're not really well-mannered, you could make a habit of being civil. Go f*** a refrigerator, Peckerneck. This is the Morning Stream. He's a little harsh there, Fletcher. Jeez, Louise. Jeez. Yeah, wow. man. <laughs> I like that you think the bad part is that he called you a Peckerneck. <laughs> no, the other part was bleeped out. Yeah, but I don't know what he said there. Well, let's see here. Let me guess. Go f*** a refrigerator, Peckerneck. Yeah, I don't know. It seems uh, pretty... Uh, uh, fa- uh, uh, clean. <laughs> Go clean a refrigerator. Go f- clean the refrigerator. <laughs> Put a little F at the beginning just to just to That's throw right. you. <laughs> clean the refrigerator. Uh, quick, uh, quick update for the record, and I'm glad that J.C. Calhoun looked this up. I swear I played one of these, but if I may be having a Mandela effect of my own, uh, the Doom arcade machine apparently did not exist. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I swear it did, but it may be. I've only I've, I've seen Gross Point Blank so many times that I just assumed it was real. Are we sure? Listen, it it exists in Gross Point, uh, Wisconsin, or wherever that is. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it was was it Gross Point? No, it was Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. right, right, right. Yep. Gross Point, Michigan. Yep, Michigan. That's right. Uh, okay, so it says this game only existed as a prop in a movie, Gross Point Blank, which was never released in arcade form. Uh, although several people have reported seeing this game in their arcades, it is possible they were just custom built PCs. Okay, maybe I saw that. Maybe Could I saw be. somebody somebody had an arcade machine all jerked up to be like it. That must have been it. I don't know, but it was in an arcade, like a public arcade with like quarters in it. Sure. This is all I remember, but in that world it was Berenstein Bears and there was other problems. So. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, here's uh, here's another wiki here. Let's see. I love Bing's. Let's see. Do the arcade is featured prominently in the movie. Uh, Stone prop appeared in his episode of Seinfeld. There's no currently no corroborating evidence of this. Um. Uh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I really want Doom to be an arcade machine, so I don't feel crazy. I feel crazy. All yeah. right. <clears throat> well, don't worry about it. No custom, reason to. You saw a custom deal. Is probably what you saw. It's that's totally what I fine. saw. It, I saw what oh. I I saw what I saw, 
and now 5G causes gay frogs to be <laughs> sick with the coronavirus. Chemtrails. Uh, we're going to do Punish Props Bill Duran today and uh, see what's going on in his world. Checked with him last night. He's around. He's up for okay, he's up to down or he's down to clown. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Hello, Bill. How's your bat cave doing? Is it open? Good morning. My my bat cave is tidy. Oh, I had uh, Alfred uh, Alfred go through it. You know, spring cleaning. Keep it sure. Right. Right. Got to got to polish the giant penny. It takes like three That's months. Right. No. Bruce, are you ever going to do anything with this giant penny? Can we put it somewhere else, please? Yeah. Please. Well, his name's Pennyworth. Maybe he's got to keep it for that, that oh, reason. Oh, man. Yeah. It's an homage to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. I got the giant penny for you, I Alfred. It. I got it for you. Now, <laughs> please polish button. it. I bought four cases of metal polish. Get to work. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, speaking of metal polish and having four cases of things, um, how's it going in the world of making things? How's Punish Props these days? How did your week go? Uh, pretty chill week. Uh, spent most of it at home working on stuff behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, but also, to keep myself occupied, I've been doing a little bit of toy photography. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, just a fun way to stay occupied. Uh, it doesn't take very much time. I have all the stuff I need. Um, there's all sorts of neat stuff you can take pictures of, like your action figures, your Lego, your vehicles, mm. or any sets you might have, uh, like Lego sets. Or I even built a tiny diorama for my one six scale uh r2d2 like you do so you know <laughs> nice lots of fun stuff to take pictures of and i figured do you, do you a, know uh, like a light box kind of thing or do you have a that kind of setup you could uh i did a lot of stuff outside just using the sun mm. uh and then i actually um uh, had a bunch of really fun effects i was playing with and i will share some of those with you okay Ooh. uh for, first of all though if you want to give it a shot and you're at home and you got time all you need is a toy and a camera, and your phone has a camera on it, So, and you probably already have toys, so you're all set. All right. So it's worth giving it a shot just for funsies. Um, and the only thing you might need is maybe some lights, uh, but household lights are fine. Everything is so small, you don't need a lot of stuff. Yeah. So a household light I like bulb. that you use the sun. The sun is nature's uh, light. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. and it's way brighter than any light you own. Way right. brighter. Yeah, oh, for sure, right? right. <laughs> Warmer. So... <it's, laughs> All that oh, yeah. Yeah. Kelvin units, not, I think, is what it's measured. Yeah, yeah. It's not very uh, power efficient, I don't think. It's putting out a lot of energy and not getting a lot back. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of that is getting just sent into the deep uh, darkness of space. Right, but, right. But a lot of that we get to use. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Our little modicum. Uh, hmm. So anyway, uh, there's a lot of neat stuff to try. Fun effects you can do. And like I said, it's just neat that you can try these things because everything is so small. If I was to try and pull off a, a photo shoot... Uh, that I would do with an action figure that it has like explosions and all kinds of lights and fog and everything. I'd have to like find a place to do it. I'd have to get some people to help. I'd have to buy all the equipment or rent all the equipment. But with this thing, with a a toy, I just need myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So some of the fun things you can do, and one of my favorite things is instead of having a backdrop that's like a, the wor- real world, like you put a bunch of stuff in your scene, you can just use a computer monitor or your TV as your backdrop. Mm. And you can put whatever you want back there. Mm. That's you true. A, you, yeah, you, like do you prefer that or, over like a, like some Photoshop work later? You'd rather do that up front with a, with a well, physical it, thing? It depends. You could even just put a green screen on your television and you've mm-hmm. got a, a, a chroma key for your for your thing making the photoshop work a lot easier you could do that too that's not bad yeah um i like yeah yeah, i like if you can get as much as possible in 
camera. Uh, I think I just think that's a really neat challenge. Uh, and having the TV screen up there, you can just put a bunch of different images or video behind it and literally change the location of your photo shoot by changing it to a different image. Mm. Uh, and the location could be like Mordor or wherever mm-hmm. uh, the Death Star. Like you could put whatever location behind it, and it costs you nothing. You can and put... do you do like a like a short focus on it so that it's it's blurry enough that you can't tell you yeah. can't see pixels and tell that it's a, a video screen. That's a really right. You don't idea. Yeah. you don't see that screen door effect from taking a picture of mm-hmm. the screen if it's uh, a little bit out of focus for sure. Sure. Oh, that's very uh, cool. I like hearing. Other... I like hearing when you're doing photo stuff. By the way, because this was how I when I met Bill. Yeah, yeah. This was like your jam. This was this was the main thing you were up to, and and I kind of missed that. I missed all those. I, we get to see a lot of it when you do like prop shots and stuff. And mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. for your book, but uh, it's nice to hear you're dabbling in there again. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Speaking of book, don't worry. There's like 800 photos that I took in that book. So <laughs> lots to look at. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. I'm looking forward to uh, it. Some of the other really cool small-scale effects you can use, um, which is really neat, you can use dry ice and just water to make, like, fog. So if you put dry ice in a little bowl of water, it'll just bubble and fog like it's uh, Yoda's um, little swamp on Dagobah. Sure. Nice. You can also use, uh, like, firecrackers or sparklers or those little um, popper things you throw and they just pop on the ground. Mm. Oh, yeah, snaps. Uh, what are they called? Snaps, I think. Something like that, yeah. 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 Um, you can throw them at your dude, your little action figure, or a car, or whatever you're taking photos of, and snap a bunch of photos as you do it, and you, you'll catch, like, an explosion. Gotcha. Like, and you, you just do even... the thing where you hold down the button on your phone to go... Yeah, just snap, 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 snap. Yeah, right. One of them will look okay. And just keep throwing snaps at your at your Tier 2 palette and action figure. I like that. I like that a lot. So, yeah, that you can do fun stuff like that. You can do really cool stuff with water. So if you put, I've seen some um, photographers set up a scene in the water and then they'll light off a firecracker in the water so you get this water explosion like next to your dude and you pose him so it looks like he's diving out of the way. You get some really fun dynamic effects that way. Nice. Uh, and like I said, you could do all this like in your house, like indoors. Maybe don't set off a firecracker indoors, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Hmm. You could probably get away with it depending on who you live with. I mean, yeah, I probably <laughs> don't, don't do a smoke bomb in the house, but no, maybe. But smoke bombs you know, are a great those, idea. Some of those little snappers. Yeah. Smoke bombs outside. Uh, totally cool. Totally. Oh, great yeah, yeah. oh yeah. The color That'd ones awesome. too. You could get like, like red, red smoke color coming out of there. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Put a little light it's... underneath them so that there's light coming up under your figure with the smoke around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's the best part about doing everything so small scale is that um, you can experiment and it doesn't take a lot of time to like set up a shot. And it doesn't cost a lot because if I light one uh, smoke bomb, it costs what? The, what does this pack of smoke bombs cost? Like five bucks? Yeah, yeah, cheap. something like so, that. So like it costs a dollar to reset my shot. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. awesome. Whenever mm-hmm. I have to do that stuff for full scale things, it costs me like three hundred bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's uh, that's, that's very cool. cool. Yeah. Are you, do you have uh, a do you have anywhere you're posting these yet so I can like show them off? No, I've I've been tinkering a lot this week, but yeah. if I get anything cool, I, it'll be on on Twitter and Instagram. You'll see it. Okay, I want to see this. It makes me want to repurpose one of these. So I've been I've been um, kind of taking care of some old monitors that uh, it's just time to get rid of flat flat panel monitors. But like one of the VGA connections doesn't work, and so it's like, yeah. right, well, I've got an HDMI on there still, and this would be like a perfect back for the light box to be able right. to do. You know some of that photography stuff. Like yeah, that's, that's a great idea. idea. Yeah, you should totally yeah. do that. 
Uh, something else you could do with one of those old monitors, lie it down so that your figures or your toys mm. are on the surface, and mm-hmm. then you could make the, the ground like a light-up dance floor or something. Right. Or, or runes or something like, you know, yeah, uh, and it circular would provide runes. Light. And, yeah, that's a great It would actually idea. light up from the, the underside of your... Uh, your object as well. Like there's just so ah, much fun stuff. Great. You can do. Yeah. Totally that is great. great. Yeah. Look at you with these great ideas. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and for real, like I took my little, uh, my little, uh, uh, action figure, the, uh, paladin, I put him outside in the rock, set up my shot, put some dust around him. And then I used a can of air to blast dust while I took a shot. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he was like going up to hit someone with, uh, his hand of Ragnaros and there's dust everywhere. And there's a lot of <laughs> movement and action in the scene. And it literally took me five minutes to set up and shoot. Like wow. it, it took nothing. And ten minutes later, I was cleaned up and done already. And I had this really cool shot. That's cool. So I'm just really hoping and encouraging people to go out and give this a try because literally ten minutes later, you'll have a cool shot of your uh, your toys. Uh, I love this idea. I've got a DSLR. I just don't use enough anymore, and I need oh, ex- I need excuses. And the truth is, even if you're just you know you got a iPhone or a nice Android phone or something. Oh yeah. Just mm-hmm. use that, man. There's so much you can yeah. do with those things totally. now. With think uh, of like a really cool design you could do around an, uh, a completely wrapped block of clay, yeah. like a really cool. Yeah, one that's not opened at all. And like, how about the yeah. tools though, too, Brian? Can those be unopened and in a package? <laughs> yes, a, package of, okay. a package of tools with a really cool background behind it. Oh, you have given me the best idea today. I think I can make this happen. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what though? The uh, the the monitor as a backdrop thing, obviously great for toys. Really good for product photography too oh yeah i uh i used um, to i made my own white box once i don't think i ever told you about that and it was pretty bad yeah. but it did the job i got it done you know mm-hmm. i was able That's to cool. take photos of things yeah <laughs> it, had, it had that one basic oh. functionality and worked okay one more one more quick thing that i want a rabbit hole i want to send everyone down if they're interested uh this is something i would love to do because i love rc to- like cars and trucks and stuff what people will do is they'll make a little RC truck, but they make it look like a real truck. Mm. Every little detail. I like but that. But then they, then they film the truck driving over rocks and through like really shallow streams, so it looks like it's full scale. Dude. So they just slowly drive their little trucks over landscapes and just film their perfect little trucks traversing uh, oh, little scenes. Oh, that's Try awesome. There was a uh, photographer, and I'm trying to remember. I've got a couple of his books, but he does this with... Um, with action figures in real world scenarios and, yeah. and probably RC trucks as well. Um, and it's star Wars figures, but he's got them like, you know, surrounded by nature and foliage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That makes it look like they're on Hoth or Dagobah or something. Is like that, that a, is that Avanaut? It uh, probably did, is. Yeah. yeah. He did a, he did a, st- a bunch of stuff with Lego and he actually, uh, Lego published a book of his photos. Oh, wow. Uh, it was, yeah, it's it, so much fun. Definitely one of his books that I have here, but yeah. it's one with regular action figures as opposed to Legos, yep. but I'll have to find it. That's yeah. pretty, that's Very pretty cool, rad. Very cool, cool stuff. Oh, you're there making, you go. You're making us want to go make stuff, Bill. That's what you do. I know. That's my it's, life goal. That's the, you, that's the deal. You bastard. That's what we need right now. All right. I do. Have, I have a good recommendation. Oh, okay, great. Okay. I was gonna ask. More toy photography stuff. If you look up Tested and Toy Photography, mm-hmm. they shot a bunch of videos with uh, Johnny Wu, who goes by Sergeant Bananas on Instagram, and you should totally go follow him. <laughs> He's a toy photographer. Uh, the video I linked is them doing explosions, which is awesome. But they did several videos videos with him showing off dioramas and effects with toy photography, and I highly recommend it. That sounds awesome. Oh, cool. It's that uh, Samurai Stormtrooper thing. Yes. Ooh, you had me at Samurai. 
and Stormtrooper, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the right environment for this, but boy, this is so cool. It's very rad. Uh, as as is Bill and his work, you can find it at PunishProps.com and on uh, YouTube, his, all his videos, all his archives right up there on that channel. Just search for Punish mm-hmm. Props, and hopefully you'll share some of those photos soon. I'd love to see what you're up to. You got it. It's Bill Duran, everybody. Chinbeard on Twitter. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. See you, Bill. Stay Very healthy, cool. Bill. Stay healthy. Yeah, the, the money shot in this one is about seven minutes, 45 seconds. And I, I know what I said. I meant to say it like that. But that's where they've got like the slow-mo camera with the uh, samurai stormtrooper with the smoke behind it. Oh, that is rad. I like that kind really of stuff. Really cool. Man, mm-hmm. I love just miniatures. I love mm-hmm. that. I love even old movies that are poorly done with miniatures. I just adore it. Yeah. I just want to watch yeah. little things move around. Golden eye, the little, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that stuff's great. All right. Uh, <laughs> joining us now, this. These are their stories. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young, uh, famous for, oh, weird. How it Fixing handles, his hair. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how it handles cameras now. Oh, weird. It won't let me look at him individually. Let's see here. Hold on a second, Justin. Sorry. Profile. Just Oh, no, not profile. It used to be that if he was the only one sending yeah. cameras, it would just send him, but now it's all weird. So I'm going to put this here. And fiddle with oh, it. Just click on just click on him and he becomes the focus. Oh, there he is. Okay. He becomes big. He's yeah. the focus of our lives once again. Justin, yeah. welcome to the show. Hi, <laughs> how are you? What are you doing? Oh, look at you in your little suit coat. What's this about? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm wearing sweatpants, so like it's not really a big deal. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it is business up top, but it is totally uh, loungy downstairs. I'm, well, I mean, I just I'm wearing like a t shirt and I'm like, Well, you wanna know what? Let's just let's just put a little glitter on this pile of poop. <laughs> gotcha. I've had to glitter up my poop a couple of times and uh I do like it's ugly. I do like that you're uh, keeping your t shirt to your right up to date. Well, oh yeah, well this right. was yeah, this is uh I guess the final unless uh we cross off Joe in November. But uh yeah, this was what I got from uh Ray Gun in Des Moines, but they had a pre crossed out version and I've just kind of uh <laughs> Just kept up, to, yeah, sure. on it. So Bernie was the the last one, obviously, to go, and uh, the cheese stands alone here with yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah, I want to talk about that actually. So, uh, so Biden officially did a a thing that a lot of people weren't sure he was going to do, which was like give a full throated um, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Did. I meant, sorry, yeah. sorry, for Biden, a full throated endorsement. Some people thought he might just sort of like last time bow out and be you know sort of a sort of half nod toward who we want you know toward uh, clinton but in this case he he kind of went all in and said yeah we need to we need to all band together and let's do this and most of his most prominent big supporters aoc and people like that were all like yep we're ready to we're ready to back biden basically just taking that train of all right well here's the guy so let's beat trump and let's go um yeah what's your take on all that any any takeaways anything from that do you think helps or or, or, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, that let, let's start where you started, which is uh, how different it is than 2016. And obviously a lot different compared to 2016, uh, up to and including the fact that there are, you know, not <laughs> there's not a primary happening right now. Uh, we don't know exactly if we're ever going to get any version of the primary going forward. So that's part of the reason why Bernie dropped out to begin with. But. Beyond that, I mean, uh, he didn't endorse Clinton until I think a month before the convention. Uh, that like was a pretty long and drawn out process. 
there's a lot of folks that that kind of blamed, including Hillary Clinton, that blamed uh, her uh, general election performance based on that long drawn out primary. I think that there was a great desire from the Democrats to not see that happen again. And so Bernie played ball for for all uh, who who wanted to say or have said, uh, including Hillary Clinton, that uh, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat, doesn't care about the Democratic Party. He cares about himself. This was him sacrificing, you know, uh, some of the loyalty of his hardest core supporters that wanted him to continue to be a movement and uh, were were dismayed that he dropped out. And, uh, you know, they're not particularly pleased that he, you know, uh, endorsed Biden so full throatingly and, and in a joint, uh, if a bit awkward, although what isn't these days, mm-hmm. uh, live stream but uh you know we'll we'll see i i don't exactly know whether or not this does a lot um i would suspect that barack obama endorsing him which just happened a few minutes ago probably does more but for everybody who thought that the primary went on too long last time uh, we're going to see what happens when it doesn't go on too long this time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you think there are actually people... I, there, I'm trying to gauge the reaction to, to the Obama, uh, you know, him endorsing him, which seemed like a given. Like, to me, that was just, of course yeah. he does. Like, you don't even need to say it kind of thing. But people are today like, oh, finally, we know what the... Really? Are we that surprised? Like, is there, is no, surprised? I, I don't think I don't think it's a surprise thing, per se, obviously. Uh, the only real surprise would have been how full-throated uh obama would have endorsed bernie i think if he got the nomination Mm. Uh, and i think he would have done that as well obviously his legacy is tied to joe biden he has an incentive to make sure that joe biden uh gets into the white house but then again this is the same guy that convinced joe biden not to run in 2016 so there is a complicated relationship there uh I, the the bigger play here is that when Obama does a thing, it gets a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And so in a campaign, you only get a few times where you can sort of reframe things, where you can kind of make things about exactly what you want to make the campaign about. And gigantic endorsements are one, conventions are another. So this is about as big of an endorsement as Biden can get. And it's coming after... Some, you know, a, a, a weekend where, you know, both the Washington Post and the New York Times reported on a sexual assault allegation. So I think that this is probably, if you're going to look at it in, from a political point of view, this is a good time for that to come because now the attention will be more on Obama than on uh, those stories. Right. So, let me. So okay, so you've said, that, you know, the primary is kind of not happening in the way that it would, would be happening. Um, yeah. Which is partly why... You know, Bernie drop had to drop out early, or you know, I don't know. It depends on who you are and who you ask. But this to yeah. me, this seemed inevitable to other people. They wanted to go all the way or go home. Some people are like, forget it, I'll never vote for Bernie again, or I'll never support him again, and I'll never vote for anybody again. And you know, they're just kind of like doing that. But my question is, does this have any impact on like though the the incumbent Donald J. Trump and Joe Joseph Biden having debates and things? Like, what does that look like? 10 feet apart nobody's in the audience what mm-hmm. do we do Kinda that like yeah like what that last uh democratic debate looked like probably right because don't those start 
student? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're early in the no. year. So no, I, no, they no, can no, 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 no. Well, wait, wait. You're talking about the general election debates? Yeah. When, mm-hmm. when no, does, no, okay. no, no. Those aren't until the fall. Okay, so we don't get those in the fall no matter no matter what happens, we don't get those until later. No, no. Those are about like a month and a half out from the election. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. That close. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah. No. Normally what happens now, now it's normally a lull. Usually what happens is things go super hot at the beginning of the year. You have the primaries. You have the battle. People start dropping out. And then eventually one or both sides, depending on which kind of election it is, whether both parties are having the primaries, uh, you focus on the last people standing. They decide, and then there's really a lull up until the convention. Mm-hmm. There's some campaigning, uh, but but by and large, this is when you kind of start girding your your campaign for the big slog that sort of comes later. Now, we don't know what that big slog is going to be. Uh, both of these campaigns are probably going to be very, very well funded. Uh, the Trump campaign... Uh, between them and the Republican National Committee announced that they had raised $221 million just in the first quarter of this year. Um, A fair amount of that probably uh, due to the uh, impeachment stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be a very weird election no matter what, A, because it's going to be dominated largely by not only uh, the coronavirus in general, but also what world the coronavirus leaves. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, uh, we we are going to find out exactly how people are going to spend their money, because normally they spend their money on traveling around and holding gigantic events and running out arenas and uh, doing a bunch of stuff like that. Now, I think it's just going to be every uh, uh, if, if, if there are problems with ad spending uh, uh, between the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign, they might make up for any advertising shortfall nationwide when it comes to uh, <laughs> empty bandwidth. I was going to say they doesn't that t- was that 200 million dollar uh that's a lot of money. Like that's an impressive amount of of uh of money in a short I, amount I, of time. I need to double check this cuz I only saw a snippet of it so this might be wrong uh, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get some reaction if indeed it is, but I believe now Donald Trump for 2020 has raised more than any other person to ever run for president. And we're in the first quarter of the year. Yeah, this, that's crazy. And a quarter with this weird downturn. And, you know, it's, it's insane. But here's but, but that's my whole point is like now what do you spend that on? Is it all ad spending? Is it all TV and radio? Is that it? I mean, maybe. Uh, uh, Internet. I don't know. Sending a, a golf carts out to a bunch of people so they can ride around their uh right around their neighborhoods and and you know throw firecrackers into the streets like i have no idea what what you use it on if you're not spending it on travel uh i i think you know the the rally that i saw in uh nevada probably was the second to last rally that we'll see in a very long time because he did another one in charleston um beyond that like i i i just i don't know i mean it really there's so much that we can't know because we don't know exactly what the laws are going to be in terms of gathering right right right. we don't know uh we don't know what um we don't know like whether or not you're going to be able to campaign physically at all like does do donald trump and joe biden go to michigan and then 
talk from a from a pope mobile and and just have everybody <laughs> gather around like I, I have no idea i mean you're describing what i want but will we get yeah. that <laughs> right i don't well, know we get what we want it's gonna be very different things oh yeah we would all go for that pope mobile design mm -hmm. that sounds awesome <laughs> thunderdome i think thunderdome is the way to go oh yeah yeah we'll see who runs barter town after that so um yeah i uh i i just find that the whole thing just so fascinating against this backdrop a backdrop nobody wants, but it is forcing us to do weird stuff, right? Like, in some ways, his daily briefings have an aspect to them that are his rallies. Like, he mm -hmm. gets to have kind of the some free time rallies yeah. a little bit. And I think that's probably, that's either, I, who, who knows if that's hurting him or helping him, probably a little of both, uh, depending on, you know, who you are and what, where you stand on Trump. But uh, it, yeah. that's about the about the best you can hope for it is Either weird. It is a weird thing because uh, there is an element that Trump and the White House press corps have kind of fallen into this rhythm of Trump tweets a thing. Press corps responds to the tweet. Trump responds to the questions about the tweet that spawns more questions mm -hmm. Then that spawns. Trump yelling, then that spawns the questions becoming more pointed, mm -hmm. then that spawns more yelling, then there's more, now the questions are being yelled and then eventually that calms down and an actual press conference happens, mm -hmm. like that's what happened right. yesterday mm -hmm. it was like this very weird hour and change between Trump and the press and then Trump kind of read some stuff off a piece of paper and then left and then Mike Pence just kind of came up and just did a sort of regular ass press briefing, which is like, it, like uh, all right, well, here's the guy who's going to get ventilators to people. And here's Dr. Burks talking about the infection rates. And here's Dr. Fauci, who barely wants to open his mouth because he doesn't want the next thing he says to become a gigantic headline. Right. Uh, <laughs> like and uh, shaving a haircut two bits. See you tomorrow. <laughs> it did. It did finally make make me feel like oh, things are finally starting to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a hot second, it, it does. Press conference right? tirade is one of the items on my bingo card that just needs to sure. needs to be fulfilled. Sure. Well, yeah, and and we're getting back to some uh, political some of the political gravity that we had before. Where now, you know, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, governor, my governor here in California, and uh, Governor Cuomo out in New York are are now fighting with the president as opposed to agreeing with the president, which I think we could all agree was a bizarre change of pace so now now uh you know we're into this this thing about whether or not they're i mean we had this very ridiculous civics lesson between the president and the white house press corps among the two um entities in in our modern world that i would i would care the least about them having an argument about that mm. uh but yeah uh here, here we are it's fun to watch them it's going to be interesting to watch them fight over how do I put this there was there was an impression early on where it was like oh the governors need to figure out their own shit that's that's their responsibility they don't have enough ventilators well that's on them they should have been more prepared or whatever and now we've shifted over to all right fine some of these governors are banding together like there's a coalition on the east eastern side i think california is also doing something like this where they're working uh, with other yeah. governors to have plans for reopening plans to do stuff and now trump's saying oh, no only i can say that and so now there's this whole thing well which is it do you have the authority or do you not have the authority and it's it's the dumbest it's pretty it's the dumb. dumbest it's pretty question. dumb it's right, so yeah. stupid yeah i mean look 
The states and the federal government work in concert. They always have. It doesn't matter how much Donald Trump tweets. It doesn't matter how much Governor Cuomo goes on his brother's network and talks about it. Like, this is what the reality is. Now, I mean, people can score political points however they want, and certainly that's what's happening with Trump on Twitter, and certainly that's what ha- that's what's happening with Governor Cuomo and Governor Newsom specifically. Um, personally... I really don't care about anything other than hard directives and orders. Same. Right. Yeah, like, same. So far, we're, we've seen tweets. Right. And now we can again, we can have this conversation. Is it appropriate that the president is tweeting so much? Right. That's an evergreen conversation that we've had since 2015 before he became the president. But in general, uh, today at noon, uh, Governor Newsom, uh, allegedly in concert with governors from Oregon and Washington, are going to lay out their plan on when to reopen parts of their states, although each state will have something more specific. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. I care about what the plans are. I don't care about, you know, Governor Cuomo saying, you know, we don't have a king. We have a president. Uh, I don't care about Trump responding that, you know, he's got a lot of power, you know, he's got power in total, which I'm assuming he means the cereal. Uh, <laughs> like, I hope he means the cereal. That'd be great because that's good fiber you know, at his age. He can use all the fiber he can get. So he could use all the fiber. He's, you know, look, he doesn't appear to have a high fiber diet. Yeah. So let's hope that he gets a little bit more in his life. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, it, it's a lot of this is going to work out. Um there's a lot of sturm and drang and, and maybe I think Brian, you, you actually do have the silver lining that it's, uh, uh, it's better that we are fighting over this, uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to dealing with the situation that we have because, you know, it does look like we are over the apex of at least this first wave. Um, mm-hmm. much of it centered in New York and New Jersey. Uh, it seems like even some of the other breakout zones in Michigan and Louisiana are on the backside of their curves. That's not to say that there cannot be a reinfection. It's not to say that there won't be a second wave either during the summer or during um, the fall when it is probably more scientifically likely. Uh, but you know, we're gonna, uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this and maybe it's better that we're kind of uh, doing this, this bizarre political dance, which uh, beyond uh, my realm of comprehension has debuted the, the, the state's rights Democrat, which we haven't seen in quite a long time, which if you know your history, keep an eye on the state's rights Democrats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last time we saw them, they weren't up to they were up to no good, in my opinion. Yeah, neither were the uh, well, I guess now we'd say neither are the Republicans who claim to be federalists so we'll see how that goes on both sides they're both doing it well both i don't know it. yeah i don't know if I, yeah i mean i don't know I, I i i i don't know exactly who is really in good faith arguing for either position. nobody is <laughs> nobody's who talks in good faith anymore i've given up on that part of humanity nobody has arguments in good faith especially not on twitter they're done with it there it doesn't exist i mean it exists but who am i kidding there's everything exists on the internet but uh, in whole, you're not going to find it. Nobody talks with good faith arguments anymore. I mean, well, we- that's the thing is that it's like, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, if there is one thing that I think is is probably good is is showing folks that, uh, you know, the federal government can sometimes be led by people that you don't trust. Yeah. You know, and, and 
that's fine. And and it's good to show that the states are uh, very, very powerful entities and they're not just helpless. Um, you know, I, I, I give credit to both uh, uh, Cuomo and Newsom for kind of dealing with uh, the situations that erupted in their states. And I, I think that from a logistical perspective, this isn't like a hurricane or or something like that where you can target federal uh resources in in a much more dramatic kind of way mm -hmm. uh you do have to rely on the people that are on the ground and i think that they've done a good job now personally i would say the governor that you know has less than a thousand deaths maybe a bit better job Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're getting. I don't know if we're getting to the credit or blame part of this yet because I've tried to stay away from that because I do think that everybody should be listening to their state authorities. But Amy, in my opinion, uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of a faster, faster action in California. Maybe it saved a few lives. Yeah, I, don't know. I think it probably did. The numbers will be counted still, and I don't mean of the dead or the sick, but I mean of the. I mean yeah. that too. Well, I that that too. That. Those yeah. those are metrics that will matter, obviously. For sure. But I, I I I looked forward to the total data after all of this. Like there's, I don't know why I was I don't know why this mattered to me so much. But it was a story about a embedded photographer in New York who's all he's doing is running around getting just basically just photo documenting what's happening. Like mm -hmm. here he, he's in the hospitals, he's in the emergency places, he's in the morgues, he's in all these places just documenting all this stuff, and it made me happy because not because of why he has to do it or how awful it is that he has to see it or any of that, but that somebody's documenting that this. That he's doing it. Because we yeah. just need, it's just always so important and there's no shortage of that anymore. Everyone's got cameras. We can all catch stuff now, but I don't know. I just appreciate it. Like 50 years from now, uh, you know, Van will be able to watch a documentary about the horrible pandemic of, of 2020 and he'll get like a really good, so, you know, some equivalent to Ken Burns. I'll use some really great photography of him a dude Ken today. Ken Burns Jr. Basically. I, I like history stuff, yeah. and I I don't know. I just hope we do a good job at like cataloging this and and making it matter. Oh, without and, a doubt. I mean, look, this is gonna change the world. Like I think it already has. Uh, you know, even if let's say within the next six months we totally rebounded and everybody was going to stadiums and watching concerts and watching football games and everybody was. Uh, you know, just going exactly back to the way that they were. We're still going to go back and say, oh, wow, remember that four months when we intentionally crashed our economy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, even if it bounces back, that's going to be a moment that will be looked at and studied mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. Because what, uh, you know, what I've said before, and I'll say again, what's happening right now, if you want to look out, look out your window and look at the businesses that come back and the ones that don't. Mm -hmm. And watch the businesses that are going bankrupt now. Watch the ones that are furloughing workers. Watch the ones that are firing people. Uh, a lot of these are are big, well-capitalized businesses. Some of them had problems. Uh, but some of them, you know, were just in a natural, sensitive part of their business cycle. And now they are going to be either crippled or dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot to be learned about how the economy works uh, just by the simple science experiment that we have pulled where what happens if all the money shuts down? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Well, uh, are you doing all right? You hanging in there and stuff and, you know, not oh, uh, yeah. going too crazy? Okay. 
That's good. No, you know, I'm uh, you know, just uh, sitting around watching Billy Crystal movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. How's that going? How's this project <laughs> going? Right. I meant to yes. ask about this. Uh, City Slickers two available now. If you if you uh, subscribe to the Jury podcast, then you're gonna get them in that feed. Uh, otherwise, you can search for uh, Jury on all the uh, uh, all the all the podcatchers, and you can get them there. Um, but uh, working on Mister Saturday Night right now, <laughs> Billy Crystal's oh directorial gosh. debut. I forgot that uh, existed. Wow! All right, and uh, a bit a bit of a mess of a movie. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Yeah, Turns he's out like directing a comedian like a. Um... Yeah, like he's a cruise ship style comedian, right? Or am I? Well, no, yeah. So he's like an old, like you know, he was like hot in the fifties, and he had his mm-hmm. own one of those like old shows where he had a cigarette sponsor flashing in the background. Uh, right. But uh, now, I mean, that's part of it is that the movie can never really decide where it wants to spend most of its time. Like, does it want to tell the story of this guy at his heyday, or does it want to tell this far more tragic story of him? in his twilight and the two stories never really mesh they never really interact beyond that like everybody who's acting a certain way in the past still acts a certain way in the future (laughs) um sure but uh uh, yeah ultimately i almost wonder i haven't looked into the behind the scenes stuff yet but i i wonder how much the studio was like yeah billy this is a really sad movie and I don't know if your tr- if your greatest strengths are as a dramatic actor. And also, we would like to not have you in old people makeup the entire <laughs> because you're a big star. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Boy, the, I can, uh, speaking of documenting important work, I can't wait to see how this all pans out for you. <laughs> yeah, I was happy. I was happy with the um, with the city slickers too one though because uh, that is all similarly a, a bit of a. A mess of a movie but it has it has kind of a tragic uh story behind it with um mm-hmm. bruno Check kirby yeah bruno oh, kirby died right. bruno yeah. kirby right yeah. yeah bruno kirby who was a huge part of the first movie just mm-hmm. totally absent in the mm-hmm. second one and apparently it stemmed from a fight he had with billy crystal which not only got him wrote out of that movie but it pretty much killed his career yeah and then he died i had a horrible early death died of uh some cancer. 20 uh, 2000, 2006 died of leukemia yeah leukemia. That was awful uh, but, we, but we have a we have a we have a tribute uh i say we as if it's just me and the voices in my head that do this podcast but, uh else in your pocket jury exactly yeah uh but we um uh we i i have a, a tribute a tribute to uh to to kirby there at the uh at the end of the nice end of the podcast. he was uh great in uh a good morning vietnam he was very good in that Oh no, that's that's the crazy thing is that that dude was on like a roll, just like a huge roll between mm-hmm. Good Morning Vietnam, Godfather Two, uh, When Harry Met Sally, City Slickers. He just has this resume where he could go super dramatic, he could go comedy, uh, and it pretty much all evaporated right in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think he did like a a, a a role in donnie brasco and uh he was like a voice in Stuart little and that was pretty much it mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of a not kind of it is it's a big bummer to have somebody go that quick but he had some cool stuff and he was like i don't know you always just knew him you'd hear that voice undeniably bruno kirby was on your screen it was just like, well and that's and that's the thing is that you know his last two movies were were the the, the movies he did with billy crystal both gigantic hits city slickers and when harry met sally mm-hmm. uh 
they were very great together. Mm -hmm. You know, they they had this kind of very yin and yang energy that uh, I don't know if Billy Crystal ever had with anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Well, more on that as as Jerry gets through it. Uh, follow him at Justin R. Young on Twitter. Anything else you'd like uh, have people check out this week? Are you good? Uh, yeah, politics show. Uh, we're going to talk to our money man, uh, Dave Leventhal, this week on Wednesday. So go ahead and subscribe to the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast. And, of course, I talk about politics on Twitch right after TMS. So head on over to twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. Oh, yeah. We'll uh, raid today. I always forget to do that. We'll raid today. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Well, All right. Uh, good deal, dude. Have a good one. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Right. Still looks like he's wearing like a suit coat or something, but I know it's it, not. Well, he's, he is wearing a sport jacket, just a t-shirt underneath it. He's he's. Uh, oh, I thought it was outer like shell, a... ca- outer shell business, inner shell casual. <laughs> Party in the pants. Yeah, something like exactly. Party in the pants. All right. Uh, quick email from a listener. This is from uh, J, aka Efink G four. Who wrote in and says, just want to thank you both for you putting a smile on my face every day. He spelled pudding like pudding, like the kind you get with a skin on it. Yes, yes. Um, I like that more than the real spelling. Anyway. Pudding the smile on my face. He says, I work in the auto industry. We're still open during this shit show, but with less pay and less staff. I hate it, but I love that you two are still doing your thing. And I don't have to, so that I don't have to. Uh, Wait, isn't that from another show? Either way, thank you, (laughs) says Jay. Well, Jay, uh you're welcome. We love we love your pudding and um happy to provide the pudding. Yeah, we'll bring you the pudding anytime you need the pudding. The comedy pudding. The yes. comedy pudding. Uh unless it's a pudding pop and it has anything to do with Bill Cosby because he's kind of raping <laughs> him. All right. Hey Bill. Uh, hey Bill. <laughs> hey Brian is what I was gonna say. I got Bill Cosby Just on my Just Put mind. a little name under my uh video screen. <laughs> who I am. Just so I can remind hello, myself who you are. My name is. Yeah. Okay, good idea. I don't even know who I am half the time. We're going to we're gonna leave. Before we do, patreon.com slash TMS is how you can support the show. Uh, if you like it, then please do. If you already are there, then you know you like it, and uh, you're already getting all the rad benefits. But if you haven't heard of them, go check it out. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Now we'll play a song. Do you have one to play? I do. Stupid Genius wrote in and said, Dearest Cover Master Brian, I was hoping you could play Stand By Me by Florence and the Machine. If not, any other cover of or by them would be great. I'm submitting this on March 19th, and the world is getting concerned with COVID-19. Not Mm. sure where we'll be in one month, but I figured we could all use a reminder to be compassionate towards others. Thanks for everything. Mm. Wow. Uh, So he submitted this a year ago, (laughs) back in March. (laughs) And look at us now. Look at us now. It is crazy. I'm glad he did this. It's almost like a little time capsule of like, oh, remember how we were, what we were thinking March 19th? We could... We're still going to stores and we were. <laughs> yeah, we thought for a minute. Or no, wait, when was Vegas? Oh, right. It was going to be the end of the month. I think I think by the 19th, we had said we're going to make it official. We I gotta, think that was, we yeah, that was right when we did it. That right, feels right like that years ago now. It totally does. I don't like yeah. that. I don't like that at all. Holy anyway, cow. Yeah. Anyway, Stand By Me by Florence the Machine. Dude, this comes from the. Um, uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Let me pull it up right here. Or not? Not I'm not seven. Fifteen. It's quite a difference. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen uh, from 2016. A cover of the song by Ben E. King. It is a great, uh, a great song. But stand by me. But just you know, six to ten feet apart, please. Here is Florence and the Machine and their cover of Stand By Me. All right, we're gonna play that now, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for a whole new episode of TMS. Come back for the Wednesday shenanigans, won't you? We'll see you then.
Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Penis pickle.